Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. October 28th was National First Responders Day when we honor firefighters, police officers, EMTs, and all those who are first on scene in stressful and sometimes life-threatening situations. Congress designated this day back in 2017, and this year I was asked to emcee an event here in New York City honoring several of our finest and bravest from across the U.S., Being here at Fox for almost 20 years, I've been so lucky to share stories, advocate, and champion these heroes of our society. Many of you know how personal it is for me because I am married to a 28-year veteran of the FDNY. My husband, Sean, is a battalion chief. So when the First Responders Children's Foundation asked if I could take part in their celebration of heroes, there was no hesitation. I got to spend time with some incredible humans and hear the stories of these men and women who dedicate their lives to protecting us. So I wanted to share their experiences with you on the podcast. My first guest is the president and CEO of First Responders Children's Foundation, Jillian Crane. Since 2020, the foundation has been focused on bringing more awareness to National First Responders Day across the country. This organization has proudly received gubernatorial proclamations in 19 states and are hoping to expand their reach in the future. Here is my conversation with Jillian Crane on the Janice Dean podcast. Here we are. Hello. Welcome to Duffy Square. (laughs) It's really incredible the fact that we're here right now. It really is. With everything going on in the world, that we are still able to stand strong in New York City and honor the first responders um, in advance of National First Responders Day to say to the, the whole, you know, the whole world, but to the United States, that our first responders are on the front lines of everything. And they're running into danger for us every day. Yep. And we are here to honor them. And they're here from all over the country. Yeah. How long have you been doing this for? This is our third year. So we started during COVID. The U.S. Congress designated October 28th as National First Responders Day in 2017. And, you know, we started to talk about it in 2020. So during COVID, we were outside in the rain above the 9-11 Museum. Yes. And then every year since then, we've been having an event where we really honor first responders and other people are traveling from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yesterday. I got to be on the boat tour, which was incredible. But I know you had a tour of, of the museum, and I know how poignant that is. Reflect on that. Thank you for coming on the boat tour. That was amazing. It was um, What was interesting is we had a lot of visitors, so from Nashville, Indianapolis, um, 911 Dispatcher, and Irving, Texas. They had never seen the 9-11 Museum. This foundation started as a response to 9-11, so I think it was sort of a full circle moment that we could bring some of, uh, of our board and our, and our, and, and our visitors to, to look at the 9-11 Museum and reflect on what happened and the tragedy of that and and where we are today saying that we need to take care of the families of first responders who run into danger for us. 
And the recipients, talk about some of the recipients today. Yes, well, the, the main um, honor today is going to go to the Nashville Police, Fire, EMS, and the Communications, Emergency Communications Center. They responded to the Covenant School shooting. and people died that day and it was horrible but I think more people would have died had the response not been so powerful and in in, in concert they were together yep so they're being honored today and then we have um, a 911 dispatcher that saved a baby over the phone we have a firefighter who literally rescued a family and a baby inside a burning building um, we're honoring local first responders here, Lieutenant Stapleton from the NYPD, as a as a community service hero award. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're just we're just so honored to be here in Times Square yeah. with participation from the mayor's office, the entire city, Port Authority Police Department, the state police, the um, you know the NYPD, the the FDNY, and all of the people who helped us create this event today, the Times Square Alliance. Yes, as a wife of a first responder. I know that these guys and gals are very humble and they don't like the spotlight on them so you know to bring them here today to honor them that's a big moment yes you know you know that and you know what else their families their spouses and children are also serving in their communities and sacrificing so we want to say to them and their families that we are here for them. And you're right, we had to say we're honoring you in Times Square. You have to stand up on that stage and get a medal. And we're going to put the spotlight on you. And that is what I think National First Responders Day is all about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I hope for many more years to come. And, uh, you know, it's quite a testament for all of these wonderful individuals to be here today at an important time in history. Yes. So thanks for doing this. Yes, and in the midst of everything, people are coming together. We're united in the support of first responders around the country, and I want to thank you for your service and your husband's service. Thank you. I'll pass it along. Thank you, Jillian, for your wonderful support of our heroes. Several of our first responders that answered the call during the devastating shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, were here in New York this past week to take part in National First Responders Day. And I felt so honored to meet them. The heroes from the the heroes from the Metro Nashville Police Department, Nashville Fire Department and Medical Services, and Nashville Department of Emergency Communications rose to the occasion when the unthinkable happened in their community. I spoke with the assistant EMS chief, Paul Gilmer, about the tragic day and what this award means for him. Chief, thanks for being here today. I uh, appreciate it. It's wonderful. Saw you on the boat yesterday, enjoying the sights and sounds. Yes. Uh, how was that? It was fantastic. Viewing the city from the water just gives you a different perspective. It is beautiful, beautiful day, and the foundation has been wonderful to us. Mm -hmm. It's great. Tell me about your honor today. My honor today was from bore out of tragedy, of course, from the, uh, the Covenant School shooting on March 27th of this year. Um, I was the incident commander for all of Natural Fire and EMS, and so uh, it was. Um, we trained very hard for this. We trained with our police department. We have such a great relationship with them, and it just seemed to click. Everybody seemed to know what they were supposed to do, and it just fell into place. Um, evil was present that day, but there was good all around, good all around. I see that in my business covering weather disasters. The tragedy is overwhelming, but when you see the good of humankind coming out, it's really overwhelming sometimes. It is overwhelming, and it just shows how much outpouring and uh, respect, love, 
the community has for us, for the police department, and for the citizens especially, the ones that, had, that lost their children. It is unimaginable, speaking unimaginable, can't imagine what they were going through, but the community just threw their arms around them and us also. I couldn't ask for anything better. How long have you been doing this for? I'm, I've been at EMS for coming on 42 years, wow. in December, my 42nd year. Mm -hmm. what, what led you to this service? My father was a nurse in the military and I was around um, medical transports when I was a child. And so it seemed like I was, it was always in my blood. And so it was just natural. I went into it, I loved it. I always said if I didn't have a good time with this career, I would go to something else and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful profession. I'm glad you're there for your fellow first responders because being a wife of a firefighter, um, my husband, I know he doesn't tell me all the things he tells others. And so to have that camaraderie and that knowing that your fellow man and woman have been kind of through the same thing. What was that like yesterday when you went to the 9-11 Museum? It, it's very moving. Uh, I remember the day, of course, we all saw that. But to see all the destruction up close and the personal stories is uh, it's very moving. Uh, you, you're not a human if you don't get some emotion out of that, mm -hmm. out of that museum. It's beautiful, it's moving. Everybody was so respectful, so quiet around the, the reflecting pool. Uh, I, was, I was impressed. How does it feel to be in Times Square right now? Uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> I've never been in Times Square, and um, I love it. It's so nice. What do you want to tell the people of Nashville that you know that are so grateful for your service, um, and you know they're honoring you today as well? Um, just the outpouring of thank you, thank you, thank you. Our community loves. I know we get a lot of support. They love the fire department, love the police department, and all the social, all the services, communications, the comm center. They're here represented. Mm -hmm. It's just wonderful, wonderful community. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And you know, all the things that the world is going through right now, it's important to reflect on our first responders because it doesn't matter who you voted for. It doesn't matter what your faith is. You guys are going to go in and save people regardless. That is true, and everybody here, including myself, um, they shy away from events like this. They would just rather say thank you and, and move on. It's important, I understand, it's important for all this, but most of us, all of us, we just want to go on our way. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful, though, to be honored. Tell us how important it is to honor the families as well. It's very important. Um, families that, uh, like I said, unspeakable tragedy, unspeakable loss. Um, I don't know how they deal with that. It is, it's just something that's hard to understand if you don't have children. I don't. I can empathize. But there's nothing like the loss of a child or loved one. I've lost parents. I know what that's like. And so just the outpouring and the recognition is something they need also. I'm glad. Thank you for your service, and my friend. I've got one more thing for your husband. Oh, yes. This is our Union Challenge coin, Local 140. And I want to present this to you for your husband. So there you go. He's going to love that. Thank That's you great. so much. Yeah. Can I get a hug? I get another hug. Yeah, you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Thanks again to the assistant EMS chief, Paul Gilmer, for speaking with me and for the wonderful challenge coin he gave me after our conversation. I plan on keeping in touch with Chief Gilmer and now consider him part of my first responder family. Officer Andrew Hammett of Texas Irving Police Department responded to a call about an upside-down submerged vehicle which had driven through a metal railing and down into a canal. Officer Hammett is an experienced swimmer with extensive water-related training from his time in the U.S. Marine Corps. He immediately dove into the water and was able to locate the victim inside the vehicle. After briefly returning to the surface for air, he quickly resubmerged and single-handedly extracted the victim from the vehicle and brought her to the surface. He swam the victim to safety, and from the time Officer Hammett entered the water to the time the victim was safe was 11 seconds. Here's my conversation with Officer Hammett. Officer Hammett, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tell me where you're from. I'm from uh, Dallas, Texas area. Have you been to New York before? I have not. It's my first time. What do you think? It's something. something We're right in the heart of Times Square. Yes. And I feel very safe today, by the way, with all of the first responders, including yourself. Yeah, uh, there's quite a presence here. Yeah. Tell me about yesterday on the boat ride. What'd you think? That was pretty amazing. Um, Never seen the Statue of Liberty before, Brooklyn Bridge, just the skyline, all that kind of stuff. So. I uh, had a good time. One of the most important museums is the 9-11 Museum. Uh, what did you think seeing it? How'd you feel? Uh, you know, it's pretty heavy. It takes you back a little bit. Uh, I remember in, being in college, I think sophomore in college when it happened, and uh, watching it on the news ended up leading to me signing up for the military. So, um, But my first time to be there, so uh, wow. interesting, interesting to, to see. Yes. And what brings you here today? Uh, I was given the honor of uh, being award, given an award by the First Responders Children's Foundation. Um, I don't know if I deserved it, but uh, I am here. So, tell me about your service and the, and the day in focus uh, that they want to reward you for. Okay, um, it was a Sunday evening. Uh, there was a car accident where uh, a lady had driven her car off a bridge into a canal. Uh, and the vehicle was submerged upside down. And uh, when I arrived, there were several people already in the water and they kind of gave me uh, information that, you know, what side of the vehicle she was on and that she was actually in there, they could feel her in there. Uh, so I, I hopped in the water, I swam down there and pulled her out of the vehicle, so. What goes through your mind when you gotta do something like that? I'm just a I'm just a do kind of person. I don't really think about things. I just do. So yeah, are you a good swimmer? I'm a decent. Mm-hmm. And what is it about? Do you have service in your family? What compelled you? You talk about 9/11 being sort of a light bulb moment, but I feel like you're born to do this kind of work. Uh, I don't have a huge family history of it or anything like that. Uh, grandparents served in World War II. Um, I just, it just felt like something that I wanted to do or needed to do or, uh, 
and I, I have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. So, what do you say to the young people out there that are thinking about a life in service, being a first responder? Uh, I say go for it. It's a lot of work. Uh, it takes a little bit of dedication um, and and discipline but it, it's good for you if you have it in you. Mm -hmm. And thank you for doing this because I know my husband's a fireman. He does not like to get in front of the camera or a oh, microphone. No, neither do I. <laughs> I agree. You did great. Thank I you. Thank you. Thank you and congratulations. Thanks again to Officer Hammond for his bravery and service. He is definitely someone who does his job without the need for awards or attention. But I know he was very moved by the gesture and the day that we spent together. Dispatcher Kira Duncombe of the Moore City Police Department in Oklahoma found herself in a critical moment when she received the call that ultimately saved a life. With calm and unwavering professionalism, she guided a distraught 10-year-old child on what to do after his grandmother had fallen and hit her head, resulting in severe blood loss. Kira's swift and precise instructions ensured that the boy was able to provide immediate aid to his grandmother, demonstrating not only her expertise, but also her compassion in a high-stress situation. Her quick thinking and expert guidance was essential in the successful outcome of the emergency, and Kira's life experience clearly helped her during this crucial moment of helping others. Here's my conversation with Kira Duncombe. Thanks again to Officer Hammond for his bravery and service. He is definitely someone who does his job without the need for awards or attention. But I know he was very moved by the gesture and the day that we spent together. Dispatcher Kira Duncombe of the Moore City Police Department in Oklahoma found herself in a critical moment when she received the call that ultimately saved a life. With calm and unwavering professionalism, she guided a distraught 10-year-old child on what to do after his grandmother had fallen and hit her head, resulting in severe blood loss. Kira's swift and precise instructions ensured that the boy was able to provide immediate aid to his grandmother, demonstrating not only her expertise, but also her compassion in a high-stress situation. Her quick thinking and expert guidance was essential in the successful outcome of the emergency. And Kira's life experience clearly helped her during this crucial moment of helping others. Here's my conversation with Kira Duncombe. So back in July, I did a 911 call with a 10-year-old boy whose grandma had fallen with MS. And so that 911 call resulted in the two of us meeting together. And that story aired through Oklahoma. And from that, um, Bob Stanberry with the Children's Foundation saw the story and nominated me and invited me to come out here. Oh my gosh. Tell me about that phone call. By the way, I have multiple sclerosis as well, so this touches my heart. Um, what happens? So he called and said, my grandma's fallen, she has MS, and she hit her head and is bleeding. And so from that, you begin to walk him through all the steps that he needs to do to make sure that our first responders can get there. Um, and he was super calm. Um, he was able to give me his address right away and they had just moved into that house. So that was super, super helpful in us getting the responders there to him as quickly as possible. And from that, our chief of police heard the story and wanted us to have the opportunity to meet. And he was presented with a coin from the chief and a letter of recognition for his part that he played in getting his grandmother the help that she needed that day. How are they doing? They're doing well. She's doing well. He's a great kid, so. Oh my gosh, now what kind of, I mean, you 
must have that built in that you're able to have a calm conversation with someone who is, you know, very scared. Yeah, so my mother has Crohn's disease, so I grew up in that environment where you never knew what was going to happen, so I was that child at that age, having to make those decisions quickly for her to make sure she got to where she needed to be if she had an episode. Mm -hmm. So it, you you know what that's like? Yes, I do, very well. What is it, how does it feel to be here with all of these other respond first responders? It's very surreal. I never thought I'd be in New York City. I grew up upstate and never had the opportunity to come out here. So it's definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I want to ask you about, you know, where you live. Uh, I do the weather and I know there's a lot of natural disasters in Oklahoma. Tell me if you've experienced something like that. Yeah, so our family experienced a tornado in 2010 in Wawoka, Oklahoma that leveled our house. Um, the only part of the house left standing was the part that our dad was standing in. Um, and so we were buried for a good 20 minutes before they were able to come out and unbury us. I can't our even, oh my goodness. Yeah. What, what year was that? 2010. Thinking about that, what, how do you remember it? I remember it very well. It's yeah. something you don't forget yes. at all. So. And tell me about, you know, the one thing I've learned in the 20 years that I've been doing weather is the community really comes out to help. Yes, it does. Our tornado shelter was actually one that the neighborhood did not know about. And so the previous owners actually came to make sure that someone was aware that there was a shelter in that garage. Wow. You think, is there a reason why you got into this kind of work? So I... Grew up in upstate New York, so I was eight, year, eight years old when the Twin Towers went down and 9-11 happened. And so from that moment, as an eight-year-old sitting in the living room watching that happen, I knew that I wanted to do something in, in the, just to help people. I just didn't know what that was. And so I tried fire, it didn't work out. I tried police, it didn't work out. And then someone was like, here's dispatch. I think you'd be really good at it. So I tried it and here we are a year later. Here we are and congratulations to you. Thank you. Thanks again to Kira, dispatcher from the Moore City Police Department, someone who has been through her own tragedies in life and with that experience wants to do good for others, which I think is the main thing that all of these wonderful heroes share today. Thanks to everyone who took part in this incredible celebration of heroes, from first responders themselves to the organizations that honor their duty and sacrifice, and to the First Responders Children's Foundation for their work in helping families of these brave individuals. As the wife of a firefighter from the city of New York, I'm grateful to everyone for remembering these selfless humans who don't do the job for any kind of celebrity or recognition. They do it because they were born with a serving heart to help others. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.